So this is how it starts. I'm sitting in an unfamiliar place, surrounded by unfamiliar people. The air is oddly lighter and cooler than I'm used to here. I watch as people shuffle by with melancholy stags hiding the majority of their otherwise beautiful faces. They're in such a hurry that they take advantage of all the beauty that surrounds them. There are herds of people that are flowing through the streets and not taking any time to appreciate their existence or their surroundings. Life is what you make it, I think to myself. I'm watching these people trying to come up with something, anything that could be troubling them. I couldn't think of anything. Is life so stressful and upsetting that it becomes hard to wear a smile? There are street performers. They're doing what they love, what brings their souls to life. But I can see the struggle in their faces to keep the beat going. Every minute of the day, they're dying slowly inside because at the end of the day, what they love, what they love doing, doesn't make ends meet. I'm desperately deprived eye contact by businessmen and women passing me on the street. I probably look like a bum to them anyway, sitting here wrapped up in a blanket on a bench with a beat-up day pack and torn journal. I feel for them. I am content right here. They're the ones working so hard that it consumes them and becomes their breath, their life. But it's this misery that provides for them and a family and allows them to not know what it is to go to bed hungry. I broaden my gaze and everyone melts into one giant blur. Kind of like a Monet, but as if you had your nose pressed against the canvas. From where I sit, all I can tell you that is in this moment, the weather is always perfect here. And today, it seems like the sun is shining just for me. That should be enough in itself to at least replace the general dull expressions of the hurried people with the hopelessness and lack of joy. My concentration is disrupted by a hunched-over old man seeping his way toward me to mumble, You got a dime? His speech is so broken and his eyes are heavy, it almost breaks your heart to say no. Unfortunately, that is my only option. So I smile real big as if I have something that might actually be of use to him. And I say, no sir, but I have a hug. Not only to maybe bring a little bit of joy to his seemingly mundane life, but also this is all I have to offer. I try to envision his lifestyle. How much money does he make in a day? What does he spend it on? Is it enough? What is enough? Maybe a hug is all he really needs 
because the thing that he's lacking is human contact. He lowered and shook his head in complete disappointment and shuffled off in the opposite direction. I started offering hugs to people that would pass by asking me for whatever they could. Dimes, nickels, cigarettes, the occasional double cheeseburger. No one wanted a hug. Turns out they wanted specifically exactly what they were asking for. Some people have never heard the phrase, beggars can't be choosers. No one seemed interested in hugging or trying to relieve their misery or forget their troubles, if even for just a brief moment. And I wondered what it would be like to truly know what it is to not want to feel joy. In one hasty moment, I tore apart my notebook and made a sign to attach to the back of my day pack. And instead of using the sad, shuffly, pity approach, I decided to try something a little bit different. The sign stated, need money to get home, we'll give hugs and smiles, please help. There was a picture of a smiley face and a heart. We, my sign and I, then set off to the touristy parts of downtown. And I could feel the glares of strangers tingling down my back as I shyly made my way through the crowd, trying to forget the sign that was on my back. I'd gone four or five blocks and decided to turn around and find a bench again. Soon after, a gentleman asked me where home was. And I answered him, and I gave him the story of how I got where I was. Every bit of it true. Although, it probably sounded a little far-fetched to my new friend. He then slipped me $3 and offered to buy me a beer at the restaurant across the street. I accepted, smiled, gave him a hug, as my sign had promised. We sat, drank, laughed a little, and shared a few of our life philosophies. He thought I was crazy for wandering far from home on my own, being dropped off somewhere I was unfamiliar. And I thought he was crazy for not. After about 20 minutes, my generous friend had spent all the time he could afford to with a girl about his own child's age that he didn't know at all. He stood up and handed me $5, and I assured him it would go to good use, and we parted ways. I stayed at the bar, finishing my beer, debating if I should get another one, because I had $8 now, but I decided to go with bananas. On my way to the 7-Eleven, I caught people staring at me out of the corner of their eye, turning their heads. After I lost my inhibitions, maybe it was the beer, (laughs) I started asking the 
seemingly scared crowd if they wanted a hug. And at first, my action caused people to look the other way or speed up their pace as they walked by. But then one brave soul took on my offer, and after that, it was more acceptable to the rest of the public. I had taken on the task of giving hugs for donations. Some were free, and for others I received up to a dollar. And I did this just for a short time, although I feel like it did bring joy to a few people for a moment, and that includes me. Human contact is one of the most important necessities. It's amazing how many people need hugged but won't admit it. How many people want to hug or be hugged but won't ask for it. What a world we live in where someone should be ashamed to hug someone else, even if it is a perfect stranger. Perfect stranger. It's an interesting phrase or term. Does it imply that everyone is perfect until you get to know them and all the flaws that accompany them? Even then, though, aren't flaws what makes a person unique and perfect in their own way? Maybe it's not negative. Why are people so afraid of each other? Is it a strict code of society influenced by the media based on fear? Fear of embarrassment, fear of not fitting in, fear of rejection, being judged? What a terrible thing to fear people or people that are here to help. I always wait for the light. We are trained to obey it. I heard a voice say as I looked both ways at the traffic-filled street in an attempt to cross. I peer over my shoulder and see a semi-young man standing to my right. And I look behind me to see who he's directing his statement toward, and it was me, so I smile. I saw you wondering what I was doing, he said. The little man on the light tells us when it's okay to cross. I never take my chances. He smiled. So, how are you today? And almost instantaneously, without batting an eye, I reply back, I'm so fantastic. <laughs> and this, of course, was in accompaniment by the biggest smile I could ever have on my face. And life was, of course, not perfect. It was actually very complicated. In fact, it was probably the opposite of perfect in most people's eyes. I was in a strange place, I was with strange people, 
I add nothing to my name except a small day pack. Nowhere to go. No money. Maybe that was the beauty of it. Either way, what did I have to be down about? In that instant, I couldn't think of anything. So I decided to wait for the light to change with him. Oh yeah? And why is that? He asked in a way which presented him as actually interested in my response and not just a generic way to continue the conversation. Just look around. I exhaled and let my eyes wander. The weather is so beautiful today, every day, and there's a beautiful view everywhere you go. You can see mountains. Not a thing in this world can take that from us. Nothing could bring me down. I slowed my pace and glanced at the patient gentleman. Apparently, I was still grinning from ear to ear. And sounding intrigued, he responded, You know, you have a very sincere smile. You truly are happy, huh? That's the only way to be. We create our own misery, you know. He paused, looked like he was deep in thought, and said, That's interesting. I'm a Christian. I would like to be able to think like that. It was maybe unnecessary to include his religion in our brief conversation, but to him it seemed important that I knew that. And maybe it gave me a stronger understanding of his views and how he was taught the world works, and maybe that was his purpose. So unlike many other people that bring up their religion in the first minute of a conversation, he didn't try to tell me to go to church or why I needed it. He was different. He wanted to know my views and thoughts instead of pushing his own on me. It's easy, I said. What makes it complicated is all the things about it. Take in every moment as they come. They can all be beautiful. We come to a stop at the next corner where I went west for no reason at all. I had nowhere to be. And he headed north, probably back to work. He was wearing a suit and a tie. It was around noon. He reached out his hand to firmly grab mine and said, very sincerely, thank you for bringing happiness into my day. Really, thank you. I thanked him in return. We exchanged names and parted ways. He turned around a few steps down the sidewalk and shouted back at me where I was waiting patiently for the next crossing light to change. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Now that is one I would like to buy. In that moment, I knew exactly where I was going. I crossed the street 
with the light, of course, headed to my favorite coffee shop, bought a coffee with the few dollars I had, and sat down and wrote this story. That was over 12 years ago when I wrote all of this. My outlook, what was going on, so many things have changed. I was naive. (laughs) I wanted to write this book on how to be optimistic and not lose yourself in negativity and live life to the fullest. All of these stories of how I've overcome different things in my life, I wanted to share it all. And I still do. I have started writing this book over a dozen times in the past many years. But I realized that I needed to get to this point right now in my life to understand the things that I'm going to say. I needed to be where I am right now. I needed to be pushed by difficulties to tell my story and hopefully still have it be positive overall or positive impact. Too often we get caught up in blaming others and feeling down about ourselves, our situations. We don't take um, responsibility. We're not held accountable. We get caught up in regret, blame, thinking of what could have been, what ifs, the future. We lose the ability to live daily and put a smile on our face, a sincere smile. We lose the ability to be free from our own judgment and our past. Days are hard and we all have personal struggles and we can't judge how hard or difficult or how much something affects somebody based on how difficult or how much something affected us. People experience things differently and are affected by life and life events differently. Something that could have been overlooked by one person may be life-altering to another. Sometimes what we need and what we want are completely different things. Sometimes there are lessons that um, life is trying to show us. And if we keep ignoring the events, the 
situations, the harder the lesson is, the harder it's pushed on us by life until we learn it, until we really grasp the concept or just ignore it. So I guess that's our option, right? We grow or we stay stagnant, numb. I'm not upset with anybody or angry or anything about my stories, about my situation. I feel like it's where I need to be to be here telling my story. I would have just been procrastinating for 12 more years (laughs) if it weren't for my current situation and maybe that's what I'm doing here maybe life has forced me to do this so here I am And here's my story.